All right, everybody, welcome to another Kingdom Conversations. And we are here again this week. Well, I would say, you know, like every week, but, you know, we've been slipping. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, but yeah, we're here again. You know, we're trying to keep it going, keep it consistent. And thankfully, you know, our lovely wives have been really picking up the baton and running with it. So as always, I'm Octavian Fulton, and we're here with Derek Anderson and Demetrius Halliburton. How are you gentlemen doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty well. Just glad to be here because one thing about, you know, just spreading the truth is really is humbling yourself and realizing that, you know, the truth is original and it comes from Elohim because he's our creator. So just being a voice to be able to do that, you know, is honor because we know all of us here on this platform were called to be elders. So, and you know, for other people, you know, that that's, that's ministers, the Greek term, you know, ministers. But because we're here to spread light, spread truth, I mean, it's just an honor, a privilege to be able to do so. And it, it feels great because, you know, we're not trying to spread any hidden agenda. You know, we're pretty straightforward about what we believe, what we're here to do. And really the whole point of it is to serve our gift to help others. So, I mean, I've been great and just being back here again, you know, I feel even better because I almost feel full, but I, I know I'm not like um, Elder Demetrius here who go live after the teaching and just explain everything to everybody. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm back in the ring again. I feel like I've been gone too long. Like, Didn't even let the words set in, just took it and just went on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you did, I'm full. And I think that's a result of just, Shepard just really pointing to us. And I mean, I was telling Alicia, I was like, for him to, any instance can give the word, I mean, flat foot teach it from scripture, you know, and uh, that's, that helps out a lot. And then we just, we come up to this result. We're so full. So I'm excited to be here. Excited to be back with my brothers. Uh, excited to uh, put out some kingdom conversation and, and, and get the ball rolled. Maybe step on some toes or something today, you know, as we always do. But for the most part, I feel good. All right. And I'm doing pretty good today i mean well let me not say that you know every day is a wonderful day when you're walking yeah, in the right, kingdom right. you know it's just I, it's like i tell people all the time when i'm out and about it's all about perception you know it's all about what you focusing on and what you thinking about if you just if right. you go say your day horrible then that's what it is man nobody finna sit here and change it for you, you can't you can't change your mind so but uh I'm, I'm thankful to be back you know amongst the brethren yet again you know i'm i'm one of the ones that's you know not in the same city as everybody so as much as I can get in connection with everybody, you know, it makes you feel like you're just at home with everybody, you know. Right. You know, moving uh, moving to the uh, tri-state area, I don't know about that, you know, but, you know, thank the Lord for the internet. So, uh, <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> so we can go ahead and um, hop into it, you know. It's probably long, short, however, you know, however we make it, we all full. But uh, so we wanted to talk about, you know, some things with each one of us that was we don't want to say hard but pro you know everybody goes with everybody has their things before they come into the walk and you know we don't want to make it seem like you know we're just perfect we got it all together you know every single day you know we we so anointed we got fire from our fingertips flying and all this other stuff how people make <laughs> people make it seem like we are but what things right, right. what things with you and your walk was probably some of the most challenging for you to overcome so I guess we can go ahead and start with you, DJ. You know, we'll go ahead and okay. put you on the spot. Uh, even, <laughs> <laughs> even when, you know, you first proposed it to me, one, the, the first thing that came up was just the type of teaching that I was getting. And I, it's, it's, it's not crazy. I know it's the Holy Spirit. But I was even thinking about it today. Um, just growing up, like growing up, and my, my mother would always teach me about um, the, ho the holidays and how they were pagan and different things like that or even thinking about how I had a friend who would always tell me and my cousin, you know, he never believed in the Bible because it was because his grandfather spoke Hebrew and he was like, well, you know, everything in Hebrew can't be converted to English. And it was what else was there? It was something else. And then, you know, just teaching like I, I would see my my mother study, like sit down and actually study the word. And uh, it was so many things that I feel like just groomed me. Uh, for this ministry, um, because, you know, growing up in a, in a culture church, it was a lot of, um, 
what should I say? It was a lot of tradition, you, you know, a lot of things that come with the denomination. So one thing about this transitioning into this type of teaching that we're getting now, where it's more so focused on dealing with precepts and a way of thinking and using our faith, not necessarily get stuck. Cause that's another thing being in church, more people are there to get stuff or when they're in a hard time than they actually are there to live, a, you know, a born again lifestyle to actually be who Elohim put on his earth, uh, to be, which, which is, you know, an agent of change, uh, a kingdom citizen, an ambassador to represent the kingdom. And uh, a lot of times the people that are in churches and, you know, religious churches are more focused on what they can get. And it's more focused on, you know, that escapism theology. Once I uh, get saved, you know, it's focused on going to heaven. Well, like Dr. Larry proposed a question, well, what you still doing here? So the thing that, that really just, uh, right. that I had the hardest time with was just a transition from being in that type of church to getting out of church. Yeah, I was being groomed for it, but a lot of it was still in me because I had been doing it for so long. Like sitting down, because <laughs> being in school, I'll be transparent, being in school, I never studied. Like through high school and college, college I didn't study that much. Um, because in, in high school, everything just came naturally. I was always an honor roll student because it was, they worked yeah, with you both. <laughs> you both. That was that was some easy stuff. Yeah, and then getting uh, to college, the <laughs> getting to college, it was a, a little bit more difficult. But it was like inf a lot of information when I first got because I'm like I learned this in high school, so I was like I didn't I didn't need to study. And then when I changed my majors, I actually got into my gift of you know IT. I'm like, well, I know this stuff. So I was really just there then to finish school to get the degree because I'm like I already know how to do this. And a lot of it I was learning through also through a, uh, a job I had, you know, Octavian, I was working at the ITS department. So that's actually where I got a lot of skills that I have today. But the hardest thing was like actually being a student because I never had to study for anything. I never really read until like my early twenties. I never really read books. So now I'm having to sit down, read scripture, go back over notes when uh, Dr. Larry um, teaches and different things. Like, you know, I got notes now um that i that i go back over or even when i go back and listen to his teaching i'm like i never had to do this before because mm -hmm. uh growing up i was i guess you say in the area of when it came to being a scholar i was lazy like that was the thing i was mm -hmm. really lazy because i never had to do it before so it was a total change and i'm like man like i never had to set aside time to actually learn something I've always been able to just grab a, a, a concept or grab, or I'm sorry, grasp a concept or grasp, you know, something to do easily because it just came easy to me. So with this, like, especially with the word and the way Dr. Larry presented, um, let's say the Holy Spirit presents it now that I have a, a, a shepherd who is more focused on teaching leaders and being, you know, as he says, a teacher of teachers. It's like, well, I have to be prepped to teach this stuff too. So in order to be a teacher myself, I have to put in a time to study and I've never had to be in that position before. So that was like one of the biggest challenges for me. And there are, uh, I mean, I know we all have a few others, but that was one of the biggest things. Yeah, that's, that's true, man. Cause I, I know when we was uh, coming into the teaching and, you know, pastor was really putting that pressure on us of just like study, 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 how much you studying. You shouldn't come back the next time and I can ask you that question and you don't know. I didn't do that with my pastor. <laughs> and then it was it was just like, man, like I've really never been studying that hard in anything in my life. You know, you know, a lot of times he talks about how you study for college and stuff like that. And you'll be up 10 hours studying for a test that you don't think nothing about now. And I was like, that's true. But then what really got me was when he was like, you know, when they're diligently seeking, you know, and it was just like, man, like I realized like, man, I was doing that with certain stuff, music, you know, a girl. All that, you know, everybody was doing it in them areas. And he was like, man, oh, okay. So it's just all about, you know, where your heart lied. You know, that's where your treasure was at. So anything you want to say to that, Demetrius? Yeah, I was uh, trying to watch the chat box, too, just to uh, see if we have any questions come in. So anybody that's uh, listening now since we're live, if you have any questions, turn into the topic that we're talking about, please post them so we can kind of get more engaged with those. But... Uh, on the lines of uh, some challenges that I had just walking in, uh, with Elohim, kind of same lines as uh, Derek. I mean, just not having, not being challenged like you should. 
really as kingdom ambassadors was one that I, like you said, when I came to the ministry, um, it was so different. And because you're so used to getting ready for Sunday, going to the church, and you got a concert going most of the time. And then uh, you hear the pastor go up. Most of the time you see many pastors just kind of give you the baby food. And it was always centered around salvation. And every ministry that I was a part of, it always the message was always the same, was just salvation. And so it's easy, okay, you know, and even with that, even with that, it really wasn't telling me how to live or teaching me how to live. It was just like, be saved, be saved, be saved. And so when, when things came up, you know, different issues and things like that, I really didn't have any substance to overcome those issues. And so when I came to the ministry, I was like shocked because, you know, it was like study to show yourself approved. Like he asking you questions. Like it's not just always we just sitting there, you know, sitting in the audience and just listening, listening, listening. It's being engaged with it. It's teaching you how to live. So what I really experienced coming to the ministry was the other part of what the scripture tells us, that we should be saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. And so with that, knowing how to live when things come up, I know, okay, I need to be praying in the spirit. Or at this particular time, I need to be listening to my spirit to make sure I'm, uh, you know, sound and making a sound decision and things like that. And so what I would say would be challenging was trying to, because I really wasn't like a religious person. I was always kind of like the, the one that was like, so why you say that, you know, type thing. And it was always like the Bible's right. You shouldn't question it. And things like that, which was an excuse. But in this ministry, it's so different because you can ask the questions. We go, we dig deep into it. And so when coming into that, it was very much challenging because, again, in high school, I didn't make straight A's, but uh, <laughs> I didn't make straight B's or C's, just about. <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm on the same boat as far as studying. I was like really just disengaged. So when you came into the ministry, you actually had to become a student. Like, they're training disciples, people that are going to spread it. So I would say one of the biggest challenges was to me was that kind of that culture shock of changing from just an audience member to a student of the word. That's what I would say. One of the biggest ones. What about you, uh, Pastor Octavian? And I know that uh, you remind me of that old Kojic song when they used to sing, like, I know the Bible is right, somebody's wrong. You know, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> they used to act up when that song came on. Uh, but yeah, I, I can I, I can agree with you because, you know, I was like you, like the one that was just sitting back there, like, you know, because I switched churches when I was in um actually denominations when I was in high school because I was going to a Baptist church and I was just like, you know, if you go making me come to church every Sunday at least I can learn. Like, I, I don't want to hear the same message for 18 years. Like, I, I just don't want to do that. So at least let me go somewhere where I can learn if you're going to make me go. So, uh, but that's because I used to sit in the back and stuff too and just, you know, really not be that person that was too engaged and stuff like that until I got on the usher board. But, uh... <laughs> oh, you were, usher? you were usher or you were usher? I was an usher. <laughs> so, um... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so one of the things for me that was like really, really challenging was actually being independent. Like I was very, very, very independent. Like one, uh, I was the oldest. So, you know, I was real independent in that area. You know, you ready to go do what you want when you want. Then I was the only boy. So, you know, I wasn't finna hang with my sisters and stuff all the time. So, you know, I'm trying to go hang with the guys and stuff like that. And then on top of that, growing up, you had parents that would really ask where you were, like what you doing. But outside of that, it was kind of like, oh, you said you were so-and-so? Okay, cool. But then we go do whatever, you know. So, you know, I was just so used to moving around. Like, I'm, I want to go here? Okay, I'm going to go here. I want to go there? Okay, I'm going to go there. You know, so when I started really getting uh, into being born again, especially in marriage, man, especially in marriage, like, you know, that that mentality of just like my mind is just like, I'm going to get up and go here. So I'm going to go here, you know, and it was just like, no, you're not like you. <laughs> you accountable to somebody now. And it was so bad. I, I started realizing, like, you know, when people with my uh, my wife, she'd ask me questions like, hey, where you going? 
what you doing? What's this? What's that? I'm like, oh, like you just nosy, ain't it? Like you, you got to know everything, you know. But and you know, you want to blame your wife and just be like, man, you this, you this, you this. But it's like you basically the father is helping reveal it to you, like something that you need to fix. Why are you getting agitated so fast? Mm-hmm. You know, why yeah. are you getting you know this so fast? Why can't you tell her if that's your wife? You know, what's wrong right. with you? And for me, I really had like this independent spirit. And that was just something that I really had to change when I got, especially when you have kids too, because you can't make a move without knowing what they finna do, you know, right. period. Um, and then, you know, when you really started realizing like what you have to do as a parent for the next 18 years, like your life, well, you know, the world say for 18 years, your life has changed, you mm-hmm. know, like just you connected, you know, with me, three other people, you know, with all of us, three other people, you know? So for me, it was, it was, it was tough. Cause it was just like, man, when I'm, when I'm getting ready to go here, I'm finna go, you know, when I, when I say I'm finna do this or I'm finna study, you know, I'm finna study, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I really had to learn, like, you know, incorporating, you know, uh, realizing that one of the main things to help is when you realize that you're, the scripture says when you work for Elohim, you don't work in vain. So anything that I'm doing that he's telling me to do, mm-hmm. being a father, being a husband, you know, uh, doing stuff like that, I'm bearing good fruit. Like right. th- that's that's what I'm I it's it's walking in his purpose always. It's not just for me, like, you know, it's not always a vision, working on something, teaching something, doing this, doing that. Like it's different areas in life where you're working for him and being mm-hmm. a witness to him. So when he really sat me down and, you know, he had to sat me down (laughs) for me to learn that, like, it it really became a lot easier and just sitting and realizing, like, you know, my main thing is I want to achieve this. I want to make sure I live, I I achieve my purpose before I pass. And it's like, if you're in him, he's going to make sure it's going to happen. The way you're not doing it is fighting against him and saying, oh, no, I got to do this. I got to work on this mm-hmm. all the time. She just go out to understand the kids just go out to understand. So that was one of the, uh, my main, just independence, you know, just that was, that was really hard for me. Wow. What would you, uh, cause it kind of seemed like we transitioned into the marriage part. Um, I think what, like you said, it was just changing the way that we think, um, as far as kingdom, t- uh, thinking. And I will, I'll give an example. So, uh, I'm trying to keep my thought on, on the right thought there, but, um, oh yeah. So basically when you're in a marriage and the Hebrew word love, cause we always think, you know, you gotta be in love, 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 love. And love was the answer. Love was the key. Well, it, love was the, the worldly perspective of love is what we thought, but actually breaking that word down in Hebrew is revealing the heart of the father. And so, with in a marriage, whatever it is, like marriage, if it's with my kids, if it's with my family members, I still have to reveal the heart of the father. I feel like sometimes that's challenging because coming from where I came from, I was just kind of like you, Elder Octavian. I was very, very independent. So I didn't have to tell people where I was going or, you know, certain things that when you come into a covenant, you now have to be more accountable. I was only accountable for myself and I had to tell myself, you know, everything every, every day type thing. And so moving into a covenant and having to reveal the heart of the father, really treat my wife. Cause most people, if you really want to see their character, if you really want to see how they are, you should see how they treat their spouse. Like they're going to treat their spouse just as the way that they are in the inside, like not to show stuff, but when the door is closed, this is how you treat them. And we have conversations about that all the time, about just being aware when a difficult conversation has to be had, that I'm still revealing the heart of the father. When, you know, my wife may not be acting the way I want her to act at the moment, you know, because women be uh, switching it up, you know. But <laughs> I'm still going to reveal Hopefully the heart of the Hopefully she ain't father. in the live. <laughs> <laughs> like, come out here and slap me upside the head. Uh, but uh yeah but and then my kids we have a we have a mandate as parents and an objective as parents to and as father husbands to really lead our family so when everything come up i have to think first like i got to make sure i'm revealing the heart of the father like if nobody else does it i need to make sure because um i think was it 
was it Aunt, who was it uh dj that uh it was he was a father he uh went against the father's uh, instructions and the earth swallowed him whole do you remember who they were Cora. who Cora. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah so that that story that story for me really put it in perspective like the father destroyed that because he is carrying the nation so he's the pattern he's the source so if he's out of order if he's in the flesh, if he's not being led by the spirit, then the pattern is going to continue from the wife on down to the children. The, the fish sinks from the head down. And so I feel like one of those challenges and really in the covenant is always being cognizant of making sure that I'm revealing the heart of the father. I feel like that's one of the challenges, thing, the challenging things. And marriage, what about you, DJ? Well, I wanted to piggyback off of what Octavian was saying, and I also touch on the marriage part, uh, because for me, as far as being independent, I mean, I really wasn't. I was actually um, very dependent. Like, whenever I needed something, I always call people. But I always had the idea or the attitude that, you know, I didn't I didn't know enough or I didn't know this or know that. I had very low self-esteem, so I really didn't depend on myself. That was one reason that, you know, I really decided to get born again, because I was like, I've tried, you know, for so long just doing what I like. And I was just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And that was like when I submitted my life to the father, um, because I was like, obviously, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of running into that brick wall. But um, getting to what Octavian was saying just about when I was by myself, like before marriage, one thing that I spent a lot of time doing was playing video games. So or watching the gamers. Or, uh, you know, I would watch a movie, keep up with TV shows, different stuff like that. Like, I was really big into entertainment. And so one thing that, you know, when I first got married, I was still trying to, I remember still trying to hang out and play basketball, still trying to play video games, all of that. Like, I didn't understand the, um, I, I didn't understand the precept in scripture, you know, where uh, when the a man and woman are married, how they how the man actually has to be that that father source that Elder Demetrius was talking about. Because for me it was like I never saw that, you know. Um but I also didn't have a good understanding of it in scripture at the time. So a, a lot of times my wife has said I we really at the time were we got married without knowledge. Because that's what marriage takes it takes knowledge. And so for me without having that knowledge of what a, a husband father is supposed to be. I did things out of habit versus doing things out of the uh, the vision, the way the father created. And I think that's what happens a lot with a lot of people. They kind of do what they see or kind of do what they feel or think, or, you know, they have influences from social media, looking at all these marriage tips. And I hope nobody taking advice from red table talk, but just so oh, many, <laughs> just so many things that are out there in order to condition people to be a certain way in their relationship. And for us, we know we have to get back to our constitution. We have to get back to uh, what the father's word, basically, and what his ideas are about marriage. And it's not. And another thing about the, the ministry that we're a part of, Empowerment of Faith, Kingdom Center for Ambassadors, uh, it's not just saying uh, marriage is right. You know, a man and woman should be married. It's not just saying that. It was not just saying that uh you supposed to be married for you have but it's not just stating these things but we actually and this is what i don't think a lot of people get like even when i was talking about the learning part that we actually have to study the father's ideas on what it is that he wanted us to be in the earth as octavian say all the time in order to understand what the uh manufacturer was trying to in order to understand a product you have to go back to the manufacturer so for me, I know is that once I got those right ideas, it, it really helped me in marriage. Like now I look at my, my wife in a whole different view and I'm able to to do that, to be that I have, to be the, uh, to treat my wife, not with uh, what, like uh, Elder Dimitri said, you know, many people say I, you love her, but that's actually the word they're really using is care for. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They, they care for her. But for uh, us, when we're sharing the heart of the father, we're actually treating her as our Masa Izaniga, the one who is here to help us complete that vision, understanding her position, her role, and we understand our role and we treat her accordingly. Therefore, we understand how to live out the vision in the earth. And, you know, there's no 
you know, there, there's not a lot of arguments anymore. There's not a lot of, um, what else is it? Not a lot of, and I use this word because, you know, there was, this was the enemy. There's not a lot of confusion. There's not a lot of, you know, uh, e just emotions just running wild and every, it's not a lot of that because we now understand our roles through knowledge. So right. just getting to that, I hope I didn't get too far off. Because <laughs> uh, I, I still want to hit something in the same vein, because Demetrius really made me remember one of the biggest lessons I learned in marriage. Because uh, I used to always get, if you can't love yourself, you can't love your wife. A man who doesn't love himself can't love his wife. And I remember mm -hmm. one day I was I was uh, at work and I was driving, you know, just meditating. And the father really was breaking stuff down to me. And he was just like, you know, to, to love yourself, you have to obey me. So, right. you know, because, uh, you know, if you love yourself, that means to reveal the father to yourself. And the father was, Yeshua was like, if you love me, you will keep my commands. You obey me. So, right. uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, there are times like Demetrius said, when you get, you know, to a point to where like you are talking with your spouse, your wife, you know, your husband. Um, and, you know, things might start to feel like it's getting a little tense. It's getting a little heated. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit or your born again spirit uh, will really sit there and tell you, like, what you should say, how you should do it, how you should right. respond. And a lot of times we just end up being like, bump that. I'm finna say this. You know, I want to do it like that. You know, like, nah, she like they coming at me. Like they they need to know this. And and when you do that, next thing you know, you find yourself, you just disobeyed the father. So mm -hmm. you didn't love him. So you didn't love yourself. And then in turn, you wasn't revealing the father to your wife. Right. So it's it's like it just goes so deep and it starts with you. You know, it's not just like, you know, I used to think like, yeah, I love myself. You know, I know my purpose. You know what I'm saying? I know what the Holy Spirit made me. You know, I got it. I got the knowledge. But it was really more so just like, yo, your acts, like, are you obeying me at all times? You know, mm -hmm. are you hearing me at all times? Are you walking in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh at all times? You know, and if you find yourself in those situations where it's like you hear this, but then you're doing that, you're not, you know, you're not loving yourself. So you can't love your wife. You know, and when I heard that, I was just like, wow, like this is it's just so deep because I'm, I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm walking in my purpose. I know my purpose. She with me. She helped me with the purpose. We straight like I love, her. <laughs> you know, so but it's like it's it's layers to this because, you know, the Holy Spirit is trying to work us to break up that nature that we have, that that worldly right. nature and stuff like that to make a nature like him um, right. all the time. So, you know, that was that was really big for me. Yeah, I, I I definitely can agree with that. Um, it's it's really, it really takes in a healthy covenant two people listening to the Holy Spirit, and like you said, when you have those disagreements, I mean anybody can have a, you know if everything's going well. Anybody can just you know the covenant can be be good, but it's those times where a difficult conversation has to be had or um, something comes up to where you actually have to utilize the Holy Spirit, which we should be doing every day, but utilize him and really digest. Because our words, I, now I realize how powerful our words are because I can say something to my wife out of maybe being upset. And I really didn't mean it. It really didn't mean much to me when I said it. And I probably, probably slapped myself beside the head like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, but she takes it, they're like an incubator when it comes to those words. Like they'll take that word and create a whole book. And it's like, no, I just said that. I wasn't trying to go this way. Um, uh, but just being cognizant of that and you really have to be, cause really we set the tone cause our wives can come, they can come upset and shout out to our wives too. We, we ain't talking about the bad stuff. They, they, we got some, some awesome, awesome, awesome wives. And uh, it helps us develop. They're there. They're the ones helping us develop and help and and yet let us lead like we should lead. Because right now we're in a feminist movement where women they want to uh, <laughs> they want you to do they just, I don't know it's 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 a mess uh, and uh, it's out of order. It's not it's not the order of the father. But back to what I was saying because I don't want to get uh taken down from Facebook or whatever, or whatever platform we own. But really just two people 
really utilizing the Holy Spirit. And like you said, that was something that really is not taught in a lot of ministries because I was about being saved and they don't really teach how to have a complete relationship with the Holy Spirit because most people operate out of the soul and that's that mind, that will, and emotion. Most people get married because of love. That's in the emotional realm, really on the world spectrum of it. But when we really break that word down, it's actually being able to operate out of the spirit. And that's all the time. Like when we becoming, when we getting to the knowledge of the truth, that's us utilizing the spirit that we haven't been utilizing before. And I think for a lot of young marriages, because we're, we're all young and we, we got married young, learning that it helped out so much. And I feel like now, it, it we don't have to have too many conversations when a disagreement is had. Like we get to the bottom of it, we we're not attacking each other. We're attacking the issue and trying to make sure that going forward, we we develop that ear to hear the Holy Spirit. So I would say, I would want to pick it back off that a little bit. Yeah, that's good, man. Attacking the issue because the enemy will try to have y'all up in there like y'all feeling like y'all complete strangers. <laughs> Like, right. Who who is this I'm around? But really it's like, you know, a lot of times I just like to say, Hey, if we a unit, let's let's just talk let's talk like we a team. You know, let's let's mm -hmm. talk like, you know, that me right. and you are both trying to overcome. And so mm -hmm. like not so much talking like you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. More so like, you know, when this happened, this is how I perceived it. Okay, when this happened, this is how I perceived it. And it's like, Oh, okay, that was the miscommunication. You know, mm -hmm. but the, the enemy try to make it so much like, you know, like, oh, so-and-so did this to me. Like, I got all these good attentions and they make me out a demon or something. You know, and it's right. just like all types of mess. So right. I, I found a lot of times, like, you know, <clears throat> the enemy will try to bring something up. And then I'll tell my wife, like, man, you know, like the enemy was placing all these type of thoughts in my head before I came to you that you was going to do this. And he was like, you, she was like, you know, it's funny, like, he was telling me all types of uh, this stuff. So it's like he was dealing mm. with us on the same issue, but had us going two different ways, you know, mm. to try to act like the other person, you know, didn't know what was going on and stuff like, or they didn't really care about you, you know? So, you know, he real, mm. he, yeah, man, I'm telling you, people like to act like he ain't real. He real. Oh yeah. So did y'all have another thing? Cause I, I had another thing I could share, but you know, I went last technically. Well, you said something that, um, that I, I really, I really, it helps my, uh, my covenant. And that is when you say when two people, like they may have a perception of it and you have a perception of it and how the enemy tries to feed off those, those perceptions and try to get you to come. When you come together, it's a war type thing. But one of the things that we learned, cause knowledge is key, uh, to successful covenant is creating a safe space. So, you know, she may be upset, I may be upset, but we start off what I like to call, well, not what I like to call, but I've heard the sandwich method. And that's starting off with something good, saying, and that could be saying, hey, this happened today, and I and I thought you meant this, but really, you know, I want to make sure we're okay, because I don't want that strife to, uh, to come up and things like that. And then we attack the issue and still not the person. And I think in today's society, because... <laughs> Most people look at what love and hip hop and all these other places where when an issue has to, when something happens, they just, I mean, knocking tables over and all this other stuff. And that's not, that's not healthy. And people think that's healthy nowadays. But when you say, you know, those two people coming together, I thought about a safe place. We always try to put a safe place there and I'm just really allow the Holy Spirit to minister to both of us to make sure that we actually get rid of the issue and not just sweep it under the rug. So I, I did want to point that out. Yeah. Um, uh, and just, I mean, I know <laughs> the biggest thing we're supposed to be, uh, talking about is just like what's been different for us, uh, mm -hmm. in our, what is it? Walk in faith. Um, mm -hmm. but I mean, marriage is something that takes time and especially with us, one of y'all said it being young because getting married, especially in today's time, you know, that's something that's almost unheard of. And, and I think, Who's been married the least amount of time? It's been you. It would be I. How long y'all been married? It would be. It will be uh -oh, four years in uh, May. You almost caught me up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say most people di divorced after like two or three that uh 
you know, yeah. us may know personally. So it's it's really at this day, age, and time just seeing uh, really how the word works in our lives, even in our marriage, and even as being young, because so many people don't put enough emphasis on the word in marriage. And uh, like like you're talking about, you using that safe space or understanding uh, what Octavian was saying about how the enemy operates but even just coming together because it's getting out of that soul, that flesh and realizing that we're both born again, believers. We're both um, supposed to be friends in this. We're both supposed to be mature, uh, you know, growing in our walk and in, in our development, um, mm -hmm. hearing from the Holy spirit and not from that soul, that mind and that emotion that's trying to get in there and get us to act out, of, you know, act out of it. Um, so really with all of this coming together, I mean, it shows in our marriage, it shows like how, and Demetrius said it, how, uh, who we really are. Like, I mean, you really see who a person is in, in their marriage. So especially, like I said, with us being young, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that's almost taboo nowadays because so many people are focused on other things. Like with some people, it's hard for me to, to have a conversation because uh, a lot of times I don't even, you know, I, I don't talk about the word as much because i didn't try to um what should i say just uh berate people with the word just like every time i talk to them uh have you read this scripture you read that scripture you read that but when i talk to them you know i talk about something common but i try to introduce a different precept so therefore hopefully they'll grasp it and they'll um start using themselves not knowing that it may be a kingdom precept or just you know just introducing that to them slowly so eventually they'll get it and be like you know, I don't want to live like this anymore. And then you have to understand that when we're doing this, especially um, in our walk, when it comes to our marriage, that if we're not actually being who we're supposed to be, according to the word or showing forth that I have the, uh, the, the love or the image that the father had created, you know, Adam originally in trying to get back to that point the, as the Holy Spirit, the governor un unravels, as Octavian said, those layers then what we'll have is we'll have a counterproductive um, lifestyle. So really, as we continue to do these things and, and um, really be that product of what the word is really saying, then others will see it as well, and they'll want to do the same thing. That's the point I'm trying to make. All right, gentlemen, we just hit around the 38-minute mark, so I can go <laughs> ahead and hit this uh Hit the, one of my uh, last things. Oh, Demetrius, uh, technically, you're supposed to be going there. Did you have one? I'm finna skip all over you. Ah, <laughs> uh, go ahead. I'm still trying to figure out the chat box here. Oh, okay. Well, um, one of the things that I know was really difficult for me was, man, social media, entertainment. That, man, that mess was difficult. And then um, when I really started realizing I had giftings and stuff and social media management and things like that, that's what areas I was supposed to go into. That's when the enemy, like, really, really tried to, like, you know, get in and, you know, open up doors and stuff like that. And one thing that really, really helped me was just realizing with everything, you have to know that there's a spiritual intent with everything that you uh, basically um, – consume like for example a lot of times the constitution is an example that comes up all the time of just you know in the constitution they would write certain things that you know the content would say this but really what they was really trying to figure out is like okay this is the law this is what they were saying but what was the spirit of it like what was what was the intent what was the 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 purpose or the nature of these people who wrote it what did they actually mean because just saying you know we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal. Well, obviously that wasn't their true intent or their nature or their meaning because they had slaves. There was three-fourths of human beings and stuff like that. So obviously they didn't mean all men. You know, they was excluding somebody. So you really need to know that the nature, the intent, you know, of these people. Uh, and I really had to learn that with social media because we see there's all types of images and stuff like that that they put on social media. And first things first, these apps, they make them to where they try to keep you on. Like TikTok has become so addicting 
that it is already one month it already shot past youtube and watch hours youtube that's been around for forever TikTok then came and just took the young ages over and took all these ages over to where it didn't shot up that fast so when they design them for to make you addicted then two the people who make this content they're pulling their uh inspiration from somewhere some type of influence some type of some type of person or or whatever it was that inspired them to make this type of content so they're pulling their inspiration for something that had a spiritual intent and then they come and they give it to you and they had and then it projects a spiritual intent on you like for example i'll call his name out i used to listen to an artist uh called Trey songs people know Trey songs and mm-hmm. he has this reputation of you know he a playboy he sleep with all these different women he do this he do that i'd find myself when i'd listen to, to his music next thing you know mm-hmm. i'd be out and i have to catch myself i'd be like you know i'd be out looking and then it'd just be like man i don't need to be looking that way i don't need to be looking at how i don't need to be doing this i don't need to be doing that and then mm-hmm. i'd be like you know i'd go to the father like i ain't you know father what's going on i ain't really you know i this ain't me then next thing you know mm-hmm. he bring up that song in my head that song would start playing and i'd be like oh that's that's that man's nature and his spirit when he sings them songs he's projecting mm-hmm. it and you listening right. to it and you pick up on that and whether you mm-hmm. know so, you know some people are out forth with it you know what i'm saying drink uh drink alcohol do drugs pop pills sleep with a bunch of women some people are out forth with it like hey this is this is the intent of my music this is what i want you to do you know i want you to get buck in the club when you hear this song you know what i'm saying punch somebody mm-hmm. other people they do it manipulate they manipulate you you know they kind of hide mm-hmm. it and just get it to you through the music it's the same way with like other sources of media like i used to watch skits like a lot of comedy skits well yeah the mm-hmm. comedy skit might be innocent but it's this woman up in here they keep having women in it that's like half naked mm-hmm. well that's projecting an image like she has a spirit that's influenced her that has an intent that when you see that it's trying to make you lust you know so i, I really mm-hmm. have to like catch myself and really like be like i gotta control how much content that i'm consuming because mm-hmm. whatever influence is making them do that has a spiritual intent that's trying to right. get to you and ingrain something in your mind whether it's consciously or subconsciously so it's like right. i really had to catch that and i was just like you know because the more and more i started like meditating seeking the father doing this doing that you'll notice when you start clearing yourself out there's some stuff there's some things along with him hmm. that you'll be like as i'm clearing out and cleaning out this closet i'm starting to see there's more stuff in here that i didn't even know was in hmm. here you know right. and then i was like it's all coming from that media you know that's hmm. that entertain your mind and that's what it's meant to do so that's one thing i had because i was I ain't gonna lie, like I would I would sit around and you know just get excited. I'd be I'd have my mind like, okay, I'm gonna wake up at five in the morning, I'm gonna pray in tongues till six, I'm gonna read the word till seven, I'm gonna go work mm-hmm. out, I'm gonna listen to a message while I'm doing it, and then I can't wait to be done because I can't wait to get on this kind con- like I I can't wait to see what they're talking about on YouTube today. And I was like, that gotta stop. Something going on. So that was another right. thing that was hard for me. Right, right. You too deep. You know, DJ. No. Yeah, he deep. He deep. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> gonna, uh, they gonna change the channel. <laughs> you know, they don't like you messing with music. You can't be talking about Beyonce now. She got a whole church. Bro, she told y'all she had a demon in her. <laughs> Come on, Sasha Fierce? Yeah, she told y'all. Just like Nicki Minaj told, told them people. But they just be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm gonna still buy the album. <laughs> I'm gonna stick by them. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, Dr. Larry said, and it makes so much sense now when he was talking about that they become that because we know that a father is a source. So when you listen to their music, you know they uh, they're really using it as their father. Like it, the uh, he talked about it today, but their fathers are like Nicki Minaj or you know Beyonce or other people. And some people say, well, they ain't men, so how can they be fathers? It's because that's the source. That's where they're drawing from. And, uh, you know, some people buy all their albums, buy everything they put out, buy all of this, all of that, because they're being influenced by their music to do so. And, and Octavian, you know, he basically just shared, like, it, it is a spiritual influence. But one thing when it comes to entertainment, too, is that uh, it really 
uh, is there because it, it starts young. It really that they really want to get in the, in the kids, and if they can get in the kids and get the kids addicted, then you know as you get older, you become more desensitized to what's actually going on in the media because it, it's like constant. What it's small constant changes, so it's nothing that's there that's just you know it's blatant. But as you get older, it becomes common in society, and therefore when you hear it, it's like well you know that's just music or that's just this or that's just that. it's so many things today. That you know, if you talk to somebody older and they look at it, they just like that's just you know they'll say something like that. Just women just have naked everywhere, and that's without even being born again. You would hear them say that because growing up in their time, it wasn't like that. So a lot of things that you know we see today are are a byproduct of what was you know in in media they push stuff. You know, like some people now are really, I know some people don't believe this, but uh, pedophilia. So there's a lot. <laughs> There's going to be a big push for, uh, you know, pedophilia the older we get, uh, like as far as it being normal, because there are so many subtle things uh, mm -hmm. in it now, like having, you know, like kids as young as nine or 10, uh, little girls not wearing as much clothes, but still, it was a show on Netflix. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say Netflix in order to yeah. test the waters to see where the society at with it. <laughs> right. So is as soon as people... Uh, Get, you know, you got these young kids and you groom them in it to just be like, well, it don't matter what you do. It's your life. And, you know, you keep pushing that agenda, keep pushing that thought, that precept. Then as they get older, it don't matter. I mean, that's just what it is. And that, and that's how you wake up and be in hell. So. Well, there we go. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but I don't want to take up too much time. Yeah, I can go ahead. Oh, man, you good. You was wrong. Um, I, I, I think it was, you know. Like you said, the media is a medium. It's it's a medium, and um, what we've learned is that media uh, can be filtrated. It, it's not. It don't have to be filtrated. It goes directly to your soul, and so, and and the enemy knows that, and so and he knows that music controls cultures right now, because you got people, you know, uh, my Caucasian brothers out here trying to dance like the Africans over there in Ethiopia and things like that. Or whatever, and uh, because of media, and then you got the police, uh, places like Facebook, who which has gathered people from all different types of countries and states and things like that. They all now share a commonality on on social media, that platform, and so the enemy knows that, and he knows that the the the, the majority of the users for those those social media platforms are young people, and so you know when it enters in. You know, they stick their agenda in the music and then they also stick, you know, little subtle, um, you know, things that would was desensitizing people. And I'll give an example. So we can watch a movie now and you can see about 200 people killed, getting shot. I mean, graphic stuff. And you just, you know, like, hmm, you know, just like this movie is, you know, it's OK type thing. <laughs> like what got us to that point? that a man being disconnected from his purpose, being separated from his earthly, you know, purpose and mission to do, now it's so desensitized that we don't even think about it. And so, yeah, I definitely think that's that's difficult, especially for uh, young men, because it's all been systematically put in place. We uprooted, they uprooted the sources, the fathers out of the household, and they replaced it with media. And the enemy, because I was thinking about this the other day, I was, Holy Spirit was uh, telling me like, I'm after, I'm always after the median. The Father's always after the median, meaning I want to destroy whatever is in between you and getting to your purpose. Because one thing that you know, whoever's listening, you may think you found your purpose, but if it didn't come from the Holy Spirit, and we learned this today, one of the things you know, it has to come through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit searches the, the, the most inner parts of the father. And it says even the deep things of the father, even the ones concerning us. So we know that in order to get our purpose and get our mission as ambassadors in the earth, we have to have that connection with the Holy Spirit and the enemy knows that. And so he tries to put another medium there because the Holy Spirit needs to always need to be the medium between us and whatever it is. Just like we talked about loving our wives, the Holy Spirit has to be in the middle of that so that we can reveal the heart of the Father. And so the same thing with media. The, the enemy knows that if I try to uproot, get them out of the spirit, 
and get them back in the solar, uh, solar realm, I can push whatever agenda and I can control the whole culture. And, and again, that's how powerful media is because even music has now went into like the political realm. So you got people like, you know, uh, people in our local government now, you know, feeling into these artists and just that, that agenda is so prevalent. And when you said that, I mean, you woke up some stuff because, again, people don't want you to talk about it, but that's what's destroying the minds of our young men. And, and their pattern are, you know, these rappers that degrade women, you know, and, and their kids in private school, they weren't suits, they ain't. When they when they not performing, but the music is telling you something different. So, man, when you touch that, I mean, we can talk about that all day. Yeah, especially within like the black community, because you know, like we get desensitized to all this violence and stuff. Especially when you like in the news, you see killing so much, killing so much, killing so much, killing so much. It gets to a point where right. like, okay, another person dead. What's next? You know, what's on the next right. panel? So much to a point like places like Chicago, people have really mm. almost washed their hands. And just was like, I ain't paying attention to it anymore. To where mm-hmm. it has really become like an enemy's play, the devil's playground. To where like those people are basically, if if it's just left up to the government, you know, if we don't really have the mind to do something about it, as you know, a community, they just go perish. Like that's just right. what it's gonna be. Like it's, that's just go perish, and that's one of the reasons to desensitize you to something. For you not to take a stand and do something about it that's one of the reasons because if we don't take action then nothing's gonna happen you know right 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 i mean like i know one of y'all said it, but about just like it being systemic uh because there mm-hmm. are some people like i know christians who see uh places like you know certain parts of chicago or even you know memphis places they consider the hood just like well that's just how black people are you know, that's just what it is. Like they, they develop a stereo guy even told me he was like, you know, I do believe in stereotypes. So if he sees somebody, if he see probably Octavian, somebody with long dreads, somebody who's black and um, in, in a dark alley or something like that, like he automatically assume that he's there to harm him or, you know, take something from him. Uh, but it is stereotypes that have been produced by the media. They have been produced by a uh, false history. They have been produced by all these things that are there to paint us in a bad picture. And my thing about it is that in order, that's why we talk so much about going to the original, because if you understand the original original truth behind it or original agenda behind why, you know, black people are in a position that they in, you know, it was, it was never done by, and I'm not trying to get off topic. It was never done by, um, what should I say? Black people on purpose. I mean, we are, we, we came out, of uh slavery and there was nothing there you know reparations to repair something that was done wrong to a group of people in order to get us in a position to where we could actually be self-sustaining whenever black people tried to come together you know there was always somebody killing that leader there was always something to uh basically take away the unity of the people and you know one of the final things that was done was you know integration which took a lot of wealth out of the black communities so I did want to put that in there because, I mean, I, I know the whole focus is media, but a lot of stuff that was done to black people was done on purpose. You know, like crack cocaine right. was pumped into black communities on purpose. The music that we have is not black people behind these labels. There's somebody else who owns the label that's producing, promoting this music, and black people see themselves in that music and everybody mm-hmm. you know that's around you, you know, that's black, they want to be a rapper or, or they want to play pro sports. That's it. And right. it's the it's the influence that they see because that's all they that's what one guy even told me. He was like, you know, being in the streets is all I know. And if that's all they know, that's all they gonna do. So it's it's more uh to it than just looking at it from that, that surface level of just that's just how you know one group of people are. And with the right. enemy, the enemy uh knows this. So and he also knows that those uh black people that came out of west uh africa akabulam you know that many of us are the tribe of judah and don't want us to realize who we actually are if we do realize who we actually are we realize the uh the anointing that is actually on our lives and what we're actually capable because you hear black people sing all the time and uh you know the only ones that's famous are the ones that you know most people hear about but there there are hidden i'll say hidden gifts 
that nobody really know about that nobody really see or that's publicized but have that on them because you got to think about uh you know who the tribe of judah was that they were over the music so mm-hmm. that's just one thing that i wanted to point out well gentlemen we have reached that 50 we have 55 minutes right now so demetrius did you have one more thing that you wanted to say before we get out of here yeah get your life right no i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to just take a moment to say I appreciate you guys um, just because seeing other young men, just like black young men in entrepreneurship, you know, with families, I mean, a solid covenant, you know, you're not, you know, scandals going on, you sleeping with somebody else in the ministry and got a whole family and and out, you know, in uh, California, you traveling over there twice a month and things (laughs) like that, you know, none of that is happening. And I'm just so grateful to be surrounded by people like that. And for us to get on a platform, (laughs) uh, for us to get on a platform like this and be able to share some of those difficult times and things that we came into, you know, that that came for us. But in all of that, we conquered every single one of them. And we're continuing to uh, conquer those things and beat the statistics of young black men not uh, accomplishing a lot or can be married young or, you know, all these different stereotypes, which again, like the elder Derek was saying, that was kind of systematically put in place to destroy us. So I just want to say, I appreciate you guys for your stance and just continuing to move forward as ambassadors. And that was my closing. You got a closing for us, DJ, before we get up out of here? Yeah, I ain't trying to take up too much time. I know I didn't talk about it. Oh, that's what they say. (laughs) That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, you are just starting early with that. I won't be no. with you long. <laughs> Y'all the main two. <laughs> but um one thing about it was like I am grateful just to have brothers who, you know, I can call, you know, if, even if I just have a question about something or just just hearing from y'all, you know, also I know that we're all learning. Um, but just hearing like different things from you all. Like I actually learned from you all. Like I sit down and take notes as well uh, when I go back and hear stuff or even especially I, I don't know if too many people have caught it, but, you know, our wives have been doing a podcast. I take notes from them as well. So yeah. I'm just grateful because this knowledge, uh, really kingdom knowledge that we're receiving is really is blessing me. So mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for the platform. Well, I can I can definitely say because, you know, I'm I'm the one who came in the ministry last out of everybody. So, you know, I was I'm, I guess I'm the young pup around here. So, you know, I just appreciate y'all, you know, uh, taking me in because, you know, when you when you get into the ministry that we're in and you want to do your best, you know, that you have to fight a lot of, you know, uh, self-doubt and, you know, oh, everybody's ahead of me. You know what I got to say, you know, they already know this already. And, you know, it don't make no sense to me saying so you have to fight that uh, that spirit. But uh, yeah. I, I just appreciate y'all being, you know, welcoming stuff like that, not it. it exempting any behavior that would validate that that would mm-hmm. make the walk that i would have had to you know get comfortable in the ministry so much harder you know mm-hmm. uh so and i try to you know tell that to people who you know watches our ministry and stuff like that and they kind of get intimidated and there's it's just like man we all started somewhere like i you know i just didn't walk in and you know right start speaking tongues in hebrew the same day like right. you know? so right right you know that it took time but the thing about elohim he you know if you diligently seek him he'll reward you and if you if you really into it like i know when i came into the ministry you know i was you know i was listening to it all day every day for months you know and i and you know that's how i feel like i caught on to it really fast just because mm-hmm. I, I showed yeah. myself as being able to you know, I was willing to, you know, invest into it. So, and it's a lifelong investment. So, you know, mm-hmm. anybody who, you know, I know a lot of people hear us and they might get, you know, like intimidated. There's no, there's no need to get intimidated. We're not here to be, you know, that's that, that's that religion. I ain't gonna get, I'm not gonna do it. But that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's that religion stuff. You know, people just, you know, like I'm Mr. Big Shot and you got to come to me for the prayer and all this and other stuff. And right. I never teach you nothing and just act like, you know, they the only ones anointed to be knowledgeable. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just appreciate y'all. Cause you know, I, you know, I was the last one to really come in, you know, me and my wife. So I just appreciate y'all for that. So True. we can't tell my table been on fire, man. He, he didn't <laughs> let another spark in me the way he just be hitting it and, uh, just continue to, 
I mean, when you when you set your mind to it, you you were doing it. And the enemy was like, dang, I almost had him. But you gone now. I mean, you full-fledged gone, though. So, yeah, we appreciate you, too. I appreciate y'all, too, man. But we can go ahead and uh, get up out of here. We thank y'all for joining us for another Kingdom Conversations. You know, we are uh, trying to keep this uh, mad short. We all got families to get to. I ain't trying to be too late. You know, we be, we be, we can be long. Our pastor and taught us to be long. So, uh, <laughs> but so. <I'm> snitching. <laughs> so we'll see y'all for the next Kingdom Conversations podcast. Shalom. <laughs>